For all of you who listen to Submersion and own an Android device, go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I personally use the app and I love it. I can search for the podcast I want to listen to, select it as a favorite, and have it just a click away. Make sure you select Submersion as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes every Thursday. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. Episode 126. Woo! Not 106. Get out of here. Almost screwed that up. Yeah, start it over. Start this episode over. Yeah, we've had a number of mishaps already while we're starting, but we have a skeleton crew, not a fleshy crew, tonight. The classic trio. you can see. I know. It is. It's very classic. As you hear, myself, Jamie, and Santa Claus himself. Oh. I got that premium content. I feel like I got more of an elf vibe. The hat. It kind of does, yeah. That's got more um, of an elf vibe. But, I mean, is Santa not an elf? I so I've been know. watching origin stories of Santa because hmm. uh, I have a daughter, so I have to you know watch the classic Santa Claus is coming to town, sure. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer type right. stuff, Krampus, and he is indeed an elf. Yeah, so that's what I think. He's just a he's just a I guess a larger than life elf. Am I right? Well, he was an orphan, and then oh. he got lost on a sled. Yeah, is that consistent through all the versions? I don't know. It's like to the the fifties uh, TV one. It is. I, don't I know. see. I don't, what do you got there? Menage a trois. Well, that's, uh, that's what we got going on right now. We got a menage a trois at uh, midnight going uh, on after after trois. hours with my favorite Dirty boys. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, I feel like I got more Let's of the elf vibe going on since I am not very well endowed with facial hair. I've got kind oh. of that childlike wonderment, and that's true. That boyish face yeah this is taking a weird turn i kind of like it uh not really sure what's going on yeah, anymore me neither. But. i do i was I, I was interested in the origin stories of santa all the different ones you've seen but it sounds like you've only seen more or less one origin story of santa well yeah i mean at this point but i'll i'll have to get into a few more okay so i think there's a huge number point, now with the streaming you. with the streaming stuff going on we have a bunch of horror a lot of movies. santa well i mean there was that new horror, horror movies with santa yeah there's one called fat man that i saw that seems right. to be available that's with mel gibson and that looks awesome i've got that on plex you seen that oh there we go got that on plex does that have a submarine i didn't know it was already out mm-hmm. no submarines is there a submarine no submarines, but we do have a yeah. submarine episode next week. You're just going to have to wait to see what we got queued up, but uh, shout out you to, to- Can I give a hint? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. If you want to. Yeah, go for it. So the hint I'll give is that on Bad Movie Twins at badmovietwins.com, we always are very interested in settings, both time settings and uh, physical settings. And we give an A plus if a setting is in the title. So, for example, Boo, a Medea Halloween, is an A-plus time setting because it mentions the fact that it takes place on Halloween in the title of the movie. The movie that we're going to watch next week, I believe, if, I'm, if I know the movie correctly, is mm-hmm. one of the rare double A-plus movies. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you're right. Oh, and, uh, and I'll give you another hint. It is near Jamie's home turf of Martha's Vineyard. It is in that area of the world sure yeah 
Yeah, it's just close. Just like the movie, just like the movie we watched tonight, actually. Is it though? Is fall, it? Fall. We should probably get into it. We've been uh, chatting for a little bit. Fall fall for Massachusetts. Uh, yeah, that's gonna do it. Die! 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 What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, the artist formerly known as Brahm, Jamie the Ointment, Kyle El Capitan, and the gruesome twosome present Submersion. Okay, we've got it. Episode 126. Yeah, so what did we... uh, Oh, it is pretty spooky. What did we watch this week, Brom? Well, we got a horror movie queued up that uh, ended up having an extremely similar plot to two other movies I feel like we've watched recently. Um, That's true. We'll get into that. Uh, It's called Subconscious. And somehow it came out in 2015, although it looks like it came out in, like, 94. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that, because yeah. multiple times I had to look and be like, wow, you know, this must be mid-90s. And I was like, no, that's just a few years ago. The, only, the like, only way it doesn't look like that is the main characters played by Tim Abel, who we've seen in multiple, uh, summer, uh, yeah, multiple films for this. And uh, he looks way old. <laughs> he looks, obviously, like he's aged uh, quite a bit. He's filled out. Uh, that's how I say um, so he certainly looks like l- mid to late 2000s Tim Abel. Now, we've seen him in other sub movies? Yeah, so he's in Steel guess- Sharks. He's in a oh, Stealth, really? stealth okay. Fighter. Yeah, so we just saw him in Stealth Fighter. All the classics. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Then. Yeah, all the, all, so, the, all the best ones we've seen Tim, Tim Abel in. Yeah. I mean, he's probably the only real person of note in this movie, right? I, I mean, if you could I include think that's anyone, probably right. A lot of a lot of the cast members, especially in the periphery, seem to be cameos of some sort, and some weird ones too. The trivia about this movie says that the guy Mark, the British guy, is played by Simon Pegg's brother, Mark Buckingham. That sounds like a fake trivia, and I have to I'd have to double check that. Kind of does, right? It's like, oh no, no, no! It's it's played by Simon Pegg's brother, Mark Buckingham. It's like. That all sounds fake. None of that sounds real. But uh, then I know the director had like a cameo at the end. The Tim Abel's grandfather was played by like a famous British photographer and not like he's not an actor. He's just like a famous British photographer. So I'm not sure what was going on with this. A lot of crazy weird stuff going on. Yeah. But what can you do? I mean, we just had to take what we were given here. Yeah. And it was, and... Made, by, it was made by an auteur. And I mean that like she wrote... And directed it. Uh, what was her name? Georgia or something? Georgia. Someone have it up. I don't remember it. Georgia. Georgia Hilton. Georgia Hilton. And so this was her. Of the she Hilton Hospitality it. and Hotel chain. She's mostly done sound department stuff, it looks like. And I think this is the only directorial effort she has. Uh, oh, and she has one coming out. But yes, this is the only full length of directorial effort she has. Supposedly this is a Lionsgate film, but I don't see where anything corroborates that other than Naomi Brockwell's profile. Yeah, I don't know. Lionsgate thriller subconscious. Thriller, I mean, yeah. 
We should probably, we should probably, we've talked enough about what this movie kind of, who has in it, and we really don't know much about who's in it. We don't. Should we just get into it? We should. All right. And the timer starts now. So we open, and it's August 13th. Uh, 14th, 13th, uh, 14th. Come on, uh, man. You love that type of stuff. I know. And, and they tell us a lot. They tell us exactly where we are in the exact time of day. We are all the time. And it is for a reason. Because you show it. It's 1943, I think, uh, or whatever. And we're in uh, Fall River at the base there. And there is a captain of a submarine who's like, He's super duper pissed. They see we see a whole bunch of stuff about the lionfish. They're like loading torpedoes and doing all kinds of stuff with it, or taking the tor- torpedoes off, I guess. And the captain comes up and is like, "What the fuck, brah? Like what? What the fuck? Like this is I'm the captain and you're taking me out of command? Like no way! I'm taking this all the way up to the admiral." And they're like, "Uh, screw off! You got a promotion. Just accept it, man. Like don't even worry about it." You get to teach submarines, uh, which should be like a dream for us. Like, come on. It's so really what this podcast is all about is angling for that teaching submarines. Uh, I know one day, job. man, we're hoping. Oh, we yeah. are really hoping. Once we learn enough from these movies. But uh, the captain, this ca- this captain who can barely contain his British accent, uh, he's supposed to be from Boston. And he's like, eh, can I park my car in the Harvard Yard? And you're like, oh, <laughs> Um that's now that's all i know living in the midwest my whole life that's right. all i know how they talk out there so right but he's like he's you barely really break the mold yeah he's really containing his uh, re- barely containing his uh, british accent and he goes up and he's just on un- he's just like super unhappy about this he's like i should at least be able to go out in some patrols like what's the big deal like can't we can still use this boat we don't have no idea what's actually going on right now and they're basically like no it's shut down take the promotion and go and teach submarines and he's like shit and we see them totally seal up the lionfish and they're basically i mean like, they're even they're chaining the hatches they're doing everything every there's a guy going around though inside the submarine taking all kinds of pictures and stuff yeah we see like yeah so, it was a broken handcuffs we see some blood it's like clearly something happened on the submarine something scandalous mm-hmm. and so he goes home and he like writes he's like he's writing like in his journal or something he's journaling a little bit and he goes out and he like puts on his like his submarine thing and he like walks out you see his family and he's like oh fuck you guys and then he heads to the submarine and somehow he gets inside they never really explain how he like he knew like a secret way into a submarine like <laughs> i know like what? even after everybody chaining the hatches there's a guy standing guard and he's just like yeah, i'm in it now yeah he's like oh, there's this trap what? door into just a evaporate submarine? through the walls or something what? what's going on here so anyways he ends up in there he writes out a little note explaining it's a suicide note but it, you know he clearly says oh today the crew left and then he blows his brains out. And then we flash And that's forward. when it gets spooky. It's true. And then it's, I think it's like August 12th, uh, 2014. And we see Tim Abel. And he's basically like, screw you, man. Because his like, he's supposed to work at Boston University, I guess that's they say. And the guy, his like uh, boss there is basically like, you can't be bothering the Department of Defense all the time. And also, you're drunk. You've got rum Oh, right on your desk. Like, so that's unacceptable. So either you clean up your act or you're out of here. And he's basically like, then I'm out of here. I'm going to pack my bags. So he packs up a box and he gets the fuck out of there. Now, see, that's a good employee right there. He's like, look, I'm going to do what I want to want to do. I want to be drunk if I want to be drunk. You're going to give me an ultimatum? I'm out of here, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I wish 
I wish he was tenured, and then that became like a whole thing. And then just like, <laughs> That's the what? rest of the movie. You can't even do anything to me. I'm tenured. You, you know, know what? That <sighs> actually probably would have been more exciting, considering they made a two-hour two hour movie out of what was probably a 15-minute short film. I don't know. Because <laughs> yeah. it's just a yeah. lot. I mean, even at this point, I, I think we might be like 25 minutes into the film, and like nothing has happened. Uh, and so, and, and, and honestly, seriously, this is, this is exactly how a film, like if we, if someone said to us and like, they got a gun, they, they're like, oh no, you got a gun. And they're like, you got to make a submarine film now. I'd be like, okay, here's the plan. We just have a bunch of scenes in a house where we pick up phones and like talk to people. And then we rent out a submarine for one day and we shoot this whole thing about how there's a ghost in the submarine. You can't see it. And everyone's like, that's a good idea. And so that seems like what they did here. Uh, because then he goes home and he's sitting there and he's all drunk. And he basically, it's like his, the person he works for is like, can't be drunk all the time. Aren't you going to like pick up that phone? The phone keeps ringing. He's like, fuck that phone. And then she's like, okay, fine. I'll pick it up. And she picks it up and she's like, hello. And then he, she's like, you really got to take this. And he's like, hello. And then he's like, what? My God. My God. What? What? My God. <laughs> like, it's like, no one's on another. <laughs> Clearly this is like act, act your heart out with this phone and in this room and no one else is going to be here. And he's like, they've given me access to the lionfish. We got to call everyone. And it's like ex-wife shows up and she's like, what? Like, I can't believe this is happening. Like, don't you go like running off. Like, this is like, I can't believe you quit your job, all this stuff. And she, he's like, this is why you're my ex-wife. And then and you're uh, coming with he's me. like, and you're coming with me. I yeah. need your help. Like, you you know, all the analytics of this, you know, I've been like trying searching for my grandfather and like what happened to him on the lionfish. Like, something yeah, special has uh, happened. That's why I left you because you're just obsessed with your grandfather. And then he should have been like, dude, you're not coming with me. Obviously, you don't love this man who gave birth to my dad or mom who gave birth to me. But right. also, was the was the person that was with him, was it his like grad assistant or yeah, something? I think or what, was. Who was she? I think she was a, a grad assistant. Clearly, maybe having a, a bit of uh, love connection fling? with him. Yeah, well, not a fling. I don't know. Maybe she had a crush on him. And like w- was yeah. interested in him because she clearly did not like the ex-wife and was basically like, uh, fuck this lady. And the ex-wife didn't like her and was like, screw this girl. Yeah. And well, uh, but then they got to call in the wild card. Yeah. Mike or Mike. 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 Yeah. Mike. A uh, paranormal expert. Yeah. And they have this whole scene. And again, everything is super long. I don't understand. I didn't understand this yeah, so at he was, all. So he basically was living in England, passing himself off as a sub, uh, a paranormal expert. And so he came and basically he'd look at places and be like, you don't have anything here. There's no ghost here. And then be like, $700, please. And the, the farmer got really angry. He's like, you just came in here, looked around, took some video of things. And now you're charging me 700 pounds. Like, get out of here. And he's like, he chases him away with a shotgun. And, and Mike's like, I'm on my way. And like, gets on a, hops on a plane. Did you mention that, to the, go. that the grad assistant was Australian? Oh yeah, she's Australian. So she didn't have to hide her accent. Um, as some of the people did, but, uh, yeah, neither did Mike, who was obviously from the UK and he was British. And so they all get, they all gather together and they're ready to go. They head over to lion, uh, the lionfish and they've got a contact named Gar. Was his name Garmin? Like the watch? Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. What are you laughing at? She kept throwing me off. Yeah. It was really throwing me off too. I was like, is that a name? Like, why do they keep calling him Garmin? Why choose a different name? That's not like a major company. Uh, <laughs> It'd be like Microsoft. Microsoft, yeah, <laughs> handle it. Microsoft. It's like not a sponsor. Dude, shut the fuck um, up, Nike. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mister Nike, get he. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, they get on the submarine, and basically, he's he's being a little shady. He's like, 
taking pictures. He's he's setting up video cameras everywhere to like document. He's basically like, I'm just like watching. Like I can't interfere. You guys have 24 hours to do your research. And they're like, all right, sounds good. And so they're all gathering. They're they're you know getting set to go on the uh, submarine. And I think the the first thing that happens is they're they're kind of just like hanging out. And they're like, what's this what's this dude up to? And the ex wife is getting like real suspicious. And it's like, fuck this dude. Oh, well, and, she, then, and, then, and then she they hates find, this dude instantly. Yeah. And then they obviously they find the skeleton of Mister Skeleton over there, his grandfather, just like hanging out yeah, in the submarine. And this is where I was like. They didn't explain any of this, but I, I, at this point, was already speculating. I'm like, what would be the reason why they would not go on onto the submarine to the point where there was just a skeleton <laughs> like, on there? I, was I like, know. I was like, the it's only- literally just been sitting there docked yeah. for what, like sixty years or something yeah. at this point. And I said, why? As, what are they doing? Honestly, my thing, what I said in my head was like, the only way would be if they knew that for some reason they couldn't enter the submarine because they knew the submarine had to have a series of events occur and they were afraid that they would mess up those series of events by actually going onto the submarine. That's that's what you thought at this point? Yeah. And so I was like, then they would have they would have locked it all up until the moment where they knew these people have to go onto the submarine and they might and what would turn out to be perfectly accurate. <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly yeah, what it was. I mean. I was like, because yeah. otherwise it's like totally nonsensical for why there'd be a skeleton. And even the guy's like, yeah, he was here the whole time. Like, it was kind of crazy. Like, um, I guess this is where he was. <laughs> yeah, I grabbed a suicide note. Don't worry about it. Uh, so, yeah. So then they're sitting there and they're like, he's he's obviously having a little trouble with this. His entire career has been spent trying to track his grandfather, assuming that he had had some kind of government secret or something crazy happening. But instead, he just killed himself and was like rotting on this docked submarine. He wasn't as smart as me. He wasn't jumping forward being like, why the fuck did they not see this skeleton before? Hmm. Uh, but he's sitting around getting drunk and basically they like have to kind of rouse him back up to attention and be like, okay, get into, uh, get into gear and let's, let's do the research. Let's figure out what's going on. And this is when things start to go a little kooky because yeah. all of the doors shut. While they're trying to do a selfie kind of team photo, though, yeah. Jamie. Yeah. So I got to be clear. It was the ghost was kind of like, "Hey, cut that shit out." Yeah. So all Dumb the doors that. closed, and and Mike, who's very sensitive to the paranormal stuff, he's like freaking out, and he's also a little classic. And guess what? Guess what? We've got a submarine movie staple here because Mike is claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. No way! I've never seen like that it. before in a sub movie. And, dude, he's trying to get out the hatch. He's, like, going crazy. He's, like, yanking on it, like, mad. And then the prof is drunk as hell. He's like, just move. Just let me do it. And they're like, yeah, okay. He gets up there. He's like, it's too tough. Yeah. So, basically, they're trapped in the submarine. But they're like, whatever. We got, got like, 24 hours to kill. So, like, who cares? Like, whatever. And they're trapped. Yeah, yeah, they're trapped. And Garmin. This could have been trapped. And Garmin, he's like, uh, let me just look at my watch. We got about, like, my Garmin watch. Yeah, I can get it. Uh, we got about 18 I hours. I got it. I'm picking up what you're putting yeah. down, man. Mm-hmm. That's Thank real you. sly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then he's like, we got about, like, 18 hours. It's just like, don't worry about it. But then things start going even wilder because is this when the submarine, like, totally launches? Oh, no. The music starts next, right? Music goes crazy throughout yes. the submarine. And they run out and they uh, – they're trying to find it. It's in like the engine room. And then things go real magical because like the submarine launches. It doesn't just launch though. There's all kinds of like magical shit. Like a, a torpedo like appears from like light and like the submarine. The skeleton like, in lights. 
disappears. Oh, the skeleton totally goes away, and then it's like floating yeah. around. And they're looking, and they're like looking at all like the the dials, and they're like, "My God, there's no like bridges or buildings. What the fuck?" And they're like, "What is it? What's happening? Where are we? Where are we?" And the ex-wife is like, "It's not where we are. It's when we are." And it's like, "Oh, like, staple of any good movie." Random time travel. Oh, yeah. You get that going, and then you know you're in for a wild ride. Yeah. So at this point, we're this this is Ghost Boat, right? Yep. We're now Absolutely. we're now in Ghost Boat. Yep. It's a Ghost yeah. Boat with the most boat for sure. And yeah. they uh, they're basically they're they're in there's Some like a, even a Nazi to submarine. Subferatu as well. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. Subferatu as well. Very true. And they uh, and so there's like a, a German U-boats around and. They do, they have no idea what they're doing. The, the the boat is basically doing its own shit, though. It's like just doing whatever it wants. It's like yeah. going down, going up, like doing whatever. Um, at this point, too, we're also about an hour into the movie, yeah. and you know stuff is kind of finally happening. Is it's, it though? Because because even now, I mean, the number of things. Necess- I mean, it's really at least something out. has happened. Yeah. We've had teleportation. We've had. Uh, time travel. Yeah. We've had a guy putting fake off-brand iPads all around the sub. You know, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. What do you call him? A GoPad or something? It's like a GoPad. Something oh, yeah, like they did. They had some name for it. What mm-hmm. was it? Yeah. And so then they, uh, yeah, I think at this point, like the German uh, U-boat's kind of like tracking them. Uh, they're kind of freaking out again. Like Mike freaks out. He like goes actually into like a different room and gets trapped in it. But eventually has to come back. Because um, he was trying to get out the hatch while they were yeah, diving. while they were diving. And, and so they'd actually dive at down. At this point, I thought the boat was going to kill him. Yeah, I thought so too. I thought it was I thought it was over for him. But it wasn't yet. Um, and so they they get really kind of like a super angry with the uh, with Garmin. Because they're like, why didn't you tell us this shit? You knew about this shit. You knew about this shit. And so then they get in a big fisticuffs. He's got like a gun. He's got a gun. And then, like they, they get get it, get it away from him. Weirdest, weirdest fight I've ever seen because yeah. he pushes the ex-wife, and then the professor comes up, punches him in the face, and then immediately he's like, oh, "I'm gonna put that dude in a chokehold," and he just starts choking him yeah. like crazy. And when his back is turned to the ex-wife, she goes in, reaches into the back of his pants, pulls out his gun, and he doesn't even care because he's just mm. like so thrilled that he's finally choking somebody out he's like dude i don't care take the gun <laughs> whatever and then he still has his back to her and then she just clubs the shit out of him yeah. like right in the back of the head yeah and then they 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 lock him up so they they put him in handcuffs well she shoots the gun too right she, sh- she shoots she it into the sub it, yeah. yeah 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 and like what are you doing like it hits the voltimeter or whatnot and the volts immediately go down which i don't know mm. why that would cause the power in the sub to go down but yeah no no one really knows but it is it important does, it, yeah it does come back <laughs> yeah uh so then they like uh i think at, at, this is more or less when the um uh submarine gets spotted by the german u-boat and they start to get fired on and they're like what do we do what do we do and then uh tim abel's character he kind of realizes oh shit the boat wants to go through these steps right we've it, it's doing its own thing it leaves dock by itself it dies by itself and it's going to shoot a torpedo as long as we get a torpedo into the tube so he's like, get ready to, you know, fire. Tell us when it, when it's ready to fire. It's got like locked on the, the boat and we'll, we'll load it up. And he frees the, uh, uh, the guy to go and help him. Um, 
do that. And so they all go out and they actually load a torpedo into their torpedo tube and they launch and they start kind of a firefight with the uh, German U-boat. And this goes on for fucking ever. And it ever, really does. And ever and ever. There are, I don't even know how many torpedoes are shot. 10? I can't even remember. I, but I there's so many just like narrow misses where it just yeah. like glides right on by and yeah. kind of, is it the same shot over and over again? I don't know. I was, I was cooking a stew at this point and at a certain point I was like, yeah. This, uh, cooking cooking the stew is more interesting than what this whatever's happening over here in this. Yeah. And I don't iPad. know if you've ever cooked a stew, anybody. It doesn't take that much. It's not that interesting. You no, it's really most of the CGI looked familiar. I don't know if I've seen it really? somewhere before. I don't, I, yeah, I don't. I don't. I didn't. I didn't totally recognize it, uh, especially at the end. I mean, they had the CGI at the end when like the American flag is floating up, and clearly that was all original. Oh, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, um, so. what is also incredible at this point is several of our crew members spring into action, like the grad assistant. Okay. All of a sudden, she takes over the oh yeah the headphones like, for sonar, it, yeah. and like was next level immediately. She's like, okay. All right, we just hit him. The boat's breaking up. I'm hearing and then, the boat break up. I'm hearing some screws. I'm hearing some exactly, screws. Exactly. Yeah. She said, We got screws in the water. I was like, Who is this person? Like, it's what's a, going on? You know, and everybody's just it's like. It's a three bladed prop. I hear a caterpillar drive. Yeah. I don't know exactly. It's just. Is that, she's wait, like instantly it, like I, the guy from Wolf's Call, and you're like, Yeah. It's like a, it's a is, retired Russian submarine uh, commanded by the uh, Israelites. Israelites? Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> And at which point now you're like, okay, now I see what the professor sees in her, you know? Right. This yeah. is this is why he's, he's into redheads. That can that work. Uh, sonar checks. Right. It's very uh, specific but, set of skills that he's looking for. Yeah. So then they they start to get, but that's the thing. They've saved. So they've saved a kind of a fleet from this U-boat. Uh, that's kind of what they what they've been able to do by blowing up this U-boat. That that fleet though sees the U-boat explode and they're like enemies abound nothing's supposed to be in this water like let's start depth charging whatever's down there it must be a, a german and so they go around and they start depth charging and the whole boat gets like pummeled by the depth charges and they crash now they're truly trapped they crash to the bottom of the ocean and in the process that australian lady she, she dies man she does man she goes I didn't. I had to rewatch the scene because all of a sudden she just died, and I was yeah. like, "What happened?" Wait, yeah, I just I got, a, I got an email from the... work. I literally got an email from work right as you said that, and I watched this scene twice because I fell asleep a little bit after and went back and watched it all three <laughs> times. I missed what happened to this girl. Say one more time for me. How did she die? I was so confused. All right, so she, they, so they crash. It happens in like a sp- like okay. a split second. Like the camera pans over to her, and you just see her go like. Ah. Like smack her head against the the side of the sub. You serious? She slides down. I saw just, I saw blood yeah. on the wall. I'm like, did she get stabbed by the ghost or something? No. See, that would have been cool, right? If the ghost actually did literally anything. Yeah. But hmm. it's the ghost. I don't even think we've mentioned it. it. Has appeared from time to time. Well, just like a face, you know, in the in the doorway, or at one point, what the captain was just. Somebody's like, I got to go do something. And then all of a sudden, the captain was standing there. Like, oh, man. Spooky ghost. ghost. The ghost boat with the most boat. Yeah. So she, and that was, that was correlated with something we had seen in like when they were taking pictures in the very beginning of the film uh, with like they had the handcuffs 
on the ground and then the, the blood where she had smacked her head uh, was also one of the pictures they took. And that's actually where, where Garmin kind of got a little freaked out is because he realized he was part of what they had always knew was going to happen because like he was the one in the handcuffs that they uh, had seen the pictures of and stuff like that. And they must have known from all the stuff that was, you know, well, we'll see at the end of the movie. They must have known that he was a part of it and that he was always destined to be like the handler on the boat. So he's and a creator of a GPS company. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> this actually worldwide true. business. It actually, it could be the case if you think about the ending of the movie. That'd be really good. <laughs> it's the son of Mr. Garmin. It's like, yeah, it must be him. <laughs> Um, so it's been destiny. Uh, and so at this point they're basically screwed. Uh, but even Garmin's like, okay, he brings the ex-wife into it. And it's like, okay, hear me out. Here's a suicide note. It spills everything out. She reads it. And she's like, my God. And like, yeah, you, now you understand the audience doesn't yet. Jamie does, but the audience doesn't. And so you got to convince him to get his shit together because like his like, grad student slash potential love interest has just died and now he's like getting drunk again and we need him to like fucking perform and so the ex-wife goes in and basically like, it's not your fault kind of is but it's not your fault and like you better get back into action and tim abel's like you're right you're fucking right and he's like ready to go yes man yeah and so we basically back they're, they're trying to formulate a plan and they're like okay they're gonna depth charges for days we need to get rescued how do we do that and they're like okay they he they know right yeah. and a move that we've seen in movies multiple times. Professor's like, hey, I know an old trick. Why don't we go ahead and load a bunch of crash trash? Ah, eh, can't even talk. Oil. Into the torpedo tubes, launch that up, and they'll be like, oh no, guess what? But then he said that's too obvious. So I'm like, why did you even offer that? Why because did you tell people? He's saying we take it next level. We take it up. <sighs> That right here is there, and we know that because yeah. we've watched a million of these movies. That's here. Gonna, That's like amateur. You want to ratchet it? He's like, boom, we're bringing up here, uh, and what we're going to do no is we're gonna put American flags in there. We're going to put fucking info about us. We're going to do all that shit, and they're going to know Americans down here get some rescue. Yeah. And uh, Garmin's like, yeah, good idea. Ooh, get that going. We're about we're about timer just went off here. That's pretty good because then they say then they so they. Start to load everything up. And at a certain point, Garmin's like, you better load your go pads in there. And he's like, uh, what? I'm, it's got my research in it. And also it's like better than an iPad and no one has it yet. And I invented it. Uh, doesn't the world wants go pads and you want me to just put it in this box? And he's like, put it fucking in there. And he brings out the gun. He's like, got a gun. And ex-wife is like, what the fuck? Put the gun away. Like just, you yeah. got to. to show him the letter. Show him the letter. And he shows him the letter. And he's like, oh my. Gods, because what they realize is that they've been destined for this the whole time. That his grandfather killed himself because he knew, he fucking knew that he needed his grandson to be so obsessed with his disappearance that he would insist that he go onto this boat that would then become a ghost boat, which needed no skill from the people on the boat to actually operate automatically and kill a German U boat. He had, he brought no special skills to the situation. In fact, none of them did. And yet, somehow, they needed to be on the boat in order for all these automatic things to occur. Did I get that right? Literally, the only thing that they had to do was load that torpedo, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because then they're like, you got to put those GoPros in there. Yeah. One job. 
literally technology, uh, basically it's alien technology. You are providing, like an alien, you are basically an alien. He's like, okay, you're an alien. You are giving yeah. technology they've never yeah. heard of. In fact, they could barely use. And you got to give it to them by sending it up in the water. And yeah. he's like, and I'll fucking make sense. It makes sense, man. And he loads it into the thing. And they put it in a torpedo and they're like, launch it. And they push the thing. Nothing happens. It's like, shit. And like, what happened? And like, we don't have any vaults, man. And his mic's like, I can fix this, man. I can fix it. And he goes up. And he's like, we got to get into the batteries. So he gets down to the batteries. He's like, I'm trying to fix it, man. But it's really like not super great. And they get depth charged. And he gets like trapped down there. And they're like, Mike, Mike, are you okay? Mike, Mike, are you okay? And Mike's like, I'm okay. I'm okay now. And then he sacrifices himself by electrocuting himself <laughs> and charges the battery with his body. Amazing. Science. It is. Pretty great. I mean, right? You can start a light bulb. You can turn a light bulb on with a potato or something, Exactly. Right? exactly yeah. yeah. So, and everyone, you I know, mean, the same principle are, here. are what, 95% potato? I would think so, yeah. yeah. That's that's a joke out there from my uh, Brit brother, uh, Patrick. Hey, <laughs> What's up, Spud? <laughs> uh. <laughs> and so uh, then they they are able to charge it. They launch that shit. We get like a 20, 25, 35, 40 hour scene of the stuff floating up to the top of the uh, and, ocean. And then it finally <laughs> floats up to the top. <laughs> it floats up to the top. And we get... We get the scene that made this movie for me. I'm just the greatest gonna, fucking scene. I'm going to play the clip for you right now. What do you see, Jack? Uh, Holy fuck, Jack! Is that an American flag? Jesus Christ. 's that scene should make the movie for you right there it wasn't really all that bad until this scene this guy just starts having this jib jab <laughs> with his first loose. mate or whatnot and they just start oh, slinging dude, and him. in that scene in the movie all it does while that's going on is you just see people with binoculars just looking at stuff you're like what and then there's one dude just going off on the deck of a surface ship. It's amazing. Yeah, dude, I've got tears in my eyes, man. I I listened to that clip so many times. Today. It's just- That's fucking great. It's really great. And and then they and they, then they're sitting there and they're like, basically, oh, I guess we die now. And they're like, well, wait, wait, shouldn't we leave? Shouldn't we like go somewhere? Like what? Ha- what? Nothing happens. Nothing happens. And they're like, well, no, something must happen because they obviously found the submarine and took pictures with the. Uh, handcuffs and the blood and all that so we must go somewhere and then it ends with the people coming in basically the hatch opens and it's basically the the submarine's just still in dock and they take the people out and they bring them over to dod like special uh area and they're basically like yeah you were like the alien and you brought like technology and it's like pretty great and also you're now a tenured and it's like but why (laughs) like he's like he's like kind of an idiot like i don't even understand you've got like a huge budget and like you can do whatever research you want what fucking research did he do? He researched his grandpa for like 10 years. Like he didn't do anything. He put a device he bought no into sense. a box. Like that's his skill. 
And they're like, yeah, yeah, this is your thing. Like, do you want your GoPad back? And there he's basically like looking. And it's like, I would be like, does it still fucking work? Like, this is crazy. Isn't this GoPad now like 70 years old? How do you even charge it? I'm confused. <laughs> Just, uh, this is crazy. And then he was like, basically like, yeah, have a good life. And everyone's like, yeah, this is great. Yeah. And yeah. And then That's we it, had about man. a 40 minute scene of them having sex, him and his ex-wife. And they're like, who's the captain now? And a, yeah. and a very weird song for the end credits. It's just like a yeah. super weird pop song really wannabe. Weird. That was so out of place. That was that was more out of place than that scene that I just played. I mean, like, holy smokes, man. Or the time but, when the uh when Tim Abel I uh, pulled at his dick and said, It's cause I'm the captain and Garmin was like, put that away. And I was like, Why'd they even include that? I know. It was weird. That was that was like the end credit. Like that was that was the scene after the credits roll, and then all of a sudden you're like, "What? Why'd they do that?" Okay, that is subconscious. With I don't know if it's my favorite scene, maybe my second favorite scene, only to Atlantic Rim, where he's describing that fight. Um, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a good one. Too. That's a really good scene too. But um, man, if I still had that, I might have it. I've got it somewhere. <laughs> Uh, let's get into some reviews here, man, on, uh, on this thing. I'm interested in to hear what you had to say, Brom. Um, well, I, I did throw out a, uh, holy fuck this movie after, uh, finishing yep. it. Um, this is one, you know, we've watched a lot of bad movies and it always comes down. I think the crux of it is whether the movie takes itself too seriously or if it kind of wants to have a little fun with it this one took itself so seriously with how dense and 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 in-depth it felt the plot was and then it had one of these like really uh um usually in movies i mean it it usually plays pretty well in like a triple a film but like this like contemplative scene where it plays really dramatic music there's no dialogue and it just pans around uh, and in this particular case, it, it jumped from, you know, character to character to check in what they were doing. You know, one guy was like in his bunk, you know, just thinking about life or jotting notes or whatnot. And then it panned to the ex-wife again, this dramatic music playing the whole time behind it. And she's like looking at a map and she like is making these really over animated faces just like as she's like looking at the map <laughs> and then it, it goes to the captain who's like, like just completely knackered on, uh, on booze and um it was I, I, that was really funny to me it it wasn't as funny as the um the flags uh rising to the the surface but <laughs> it was really funny to me um just how serious it was taking itself and uh and then again the the end credit song just like sealed the deal for me just like it, it i don't know what what they expected for this movie but they thought they had uh, i think accomplished something great and uh it wasn't it was uh it was a pretty lousy movie it was way too long for what it was uh again i think it's a failed horror film uh failed paranormal uh horror film i'd like to see it pulled off and done well but what are we up to like four maybe now um yeah this is actually a very common plot somehow yeah. so you said like this the... was like two other ones we just watched i mean obviously ghost but what was right. the other one i can't can't even remember. Were you talking Subferatu? There was some similarities with Subferatu. There's some similarities with Below. 
a lot of right. similarities yeah. with below. Um, I don't know. I yeah, I don't know how you end up just having so much overlap when I think there's just so much room for something really interesting here. And, there is, uh, and we have nobody's pulled it off, like yeah, you said. We're I still mean, it's just, we're still searching. It does seem like kind of an obvious uh, plot too, because like it does make sense. This idea you end up on a submarine and you go back in time, and all of a sudden you're in World War in the midst of World War Two. Uh, it seems like it makes sense that someone would be able to write something that would kind of do that basic plot justice. But so far, it hasn't happened. Yeah. No. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm in a position where I had a crappy movie with uh, somehow an overdone over <laughs> overutilized plot that uh, was not well executed. I'm gonna give this one. Uh, it was a disaster. Other than again that funny scene at the end there. Um, didn't have really many merits for me. I'm gonna give it a point five. Okay. Whoa! Yeah, not, I can I can jump in as well. I go for this it. This movie is interminably long, like crazy long. I don't understand how you end up at, at like I was sitting there an hour, even even a half hour left, and being like, but how? Like how how do we have a half hour left in this movie after spending so much time? And it doesn't make any sense. Like. You could cut so much stuff out of this and still have the exact same movie that really nothing happens and you still get over two hours. Like it should be a struggle to get to the feature length. They seem to be like, yeah, we'll just keep on going. Let's keep doing it. Uh, and so and just I think in, a lot of it though long. is like those scenes that Brown mentioned where yeah. it's just the music playing and literally, you know, why do we need to see somebody writing in a book? Why do we need to see them just looking at something, making a face? Yeah. But there's so, so much of that. So, but if you can, if you can get through that, there are funny scenes in this, and you can appreciate that. So I'm not going to give it like total, totally bottom of the barrel, but I think, I think the most I can give it is a two, and that's exactly where I'm going to land. Two. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that two. A two. Yeah, I think it's a two. It's not. It's not. I go one. I feel like I'm starting to get to the point where I'm not enjoying anything about it. I enjoy yeah. those scenes and kind of the funny stuff in there, and there's some funny lines in it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna go with it too. If it would have had fun with itself at all, I think I would yeah. be right there with you. But it really did not. Like if someone pulls no. out a rocket launch, you know, like it seems like every one of these bad <laughs> movies they awesome. just do something yeah. over the top and have a few jokes. Well, it was and weird. It was weird because I thought the ex. I, I felt like the ex-wife character it was like the. The comic relief, right? Yeah, and, and I felt like she was having fun, and it seemed like they were having fun when she was having fun, but otherwise, it was very slow and not much was happening. Yeah, um, she, she did have a few really bad jokes. She had a few really bad jokes. I texted one out when she uh, got knocked unconscious during one of the mishaps, uh, and she came to, she's like, did somebody get the license plate on that truck? Right. <laughs> Yeah, no, but that's the thing. Like, she, yeah, she was throwing around a lot of corny jokes. She was kind of mugging a little bit here and there, kind of over overdoing it, and a lot of the stuff. But I felt like they were having fun when she was doing that, and that. And I was sitting there being like, okay, I could see them enjoying this aspect of filming, but then it didn't really translate to any other aspect of the movie. No, I'll come in here. Uh, I have no choice. Uh, but I think you guys mentioned a lot. Length of the movie, I thought was just way too long unacceptable unacceptably long i mean you could you could do this in an hour yeah i would think maybe less i don't know but there like there were just so many scenes where we see 
what, Garmin going around setting up these eye, what are they called again? I think they were called GoPads. 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 Right, yeah. uh, I think that is it. Uh, that scene, though, I mean, that scene put me over the top. It was so great. <laughs> Ten. Just because it was like, what is going on here? There were some things here that we have seen in other submarine movies. And like I said, when I built that score spreadsheet calculator, I do have to take into consideration oh, yeah. that we had a uh, suicide by mm-hmm. a person on the submarine or in the movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've seen that a lot in these movies for whatever yeah, reason. Uh, claustrophobia, uh, that was mentioned. We had depth charging. Oh, yeah. We had fish fish in the water, you know, some torpedoes. We had, it didn't happen, but we had talk about releasing like the oil slick and then mm. the clothes or whatever, but we still had the flag go up, which gave birth to just an absolute Oscar winning performance of a scene. And all these things combined can't save this movie. It, there were so many times where I was so bored. And we talk about that end credit music. I was just so out of place. Also, when they introduce Mike and he's getting shot at by that guy, there's some kind of like weird, similar music at that point that seemed you're like, okay, maybe this is the direction they're going with the movie. But then, as you mentioned, Brahm, it just gets just so serious and bizarre, quite honestly. And I think it was very like proud of, of its storyline and that it felt like it really pulled it off it this time travel movie. and uh, you It's know, hard I, to pull off a time travel yeah, movie, and right? I, and I think they, they were just really sniffing their own uh, farts on that, and um, hmm. yeah. that's how it came across classic, to me. Classic, classic sniffing of own farts. Yeah. Especially when you're dealing with the uh, space-time continuum, you know, and like looping of events and all that. It gets really complicated, and I don't know, man. It was... Like we've talked about, no suspense horror type submarine film has ever been executed wonderfully. Below might be the best thing we've got, starring Johnny Depp. Come on, Jamie, you're not even going to make that joke. Sorry, I was Um, distracted. I'm trying to type very slowly because it's very loud. But yes, it's it's below starring Johnny Depp. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, So I'm going to, I've got similar feelings here to Jamie. I don't think I can go. I don't think I can go above a two, but that's that's about where I'm at with it. I love that we're like the foremost experts on this now. Like we can say definitively, there's not a well done paranormal submarine movie. I mean, who knows better than us, right? I mean, right. This is the 126th episode of Submersion. Watching sub movies, did we make a mistake when we started by starting with some just absolute bangers? Yes, but obviously, whatever, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. We're, we're deep in the weeds now. We're watching Subconscious from 2015. So I'm, I'm going to give it a two. I'm not going to hit. I've been, I have to apologize to anybody who's watching the stream. I keep forgetting I have a scene queued up from the movie Ghost Boat. And it, you'll, it keeps interjecting where he screams, I killed a man, into the stream. And I have to keep switching off real quick. <laughs> Here's talking. I killed a man. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> so that's happened twice now. I, I need to not use the number pad on my keyboard. But, anyways, that's completely besides the point. Uh, Zach right. is not here. He usually no. has love it, hate it. So we can uh, jump straight into trivia, I think. 
Let's do some trivia, man. The trivia on this is hilarious. If people want to go into IMDb and see a funny trivia, because clearly it was written by someone who had intimate knowledge of the production, perhaps the director. It says the cast loaded a real torpedo into one of it, one of the USS Lionfish's forward torpedo tubes in a real time of under 90 seconds. It's the first time a real torpedo was loaded by the cast of a movie in real time on screen. Now, whether that's true or not, I have no idea. Uh, the 1943 submarine captain, Commander Sterling, is played by Cambridge Jones. Cambridge is a world-famous photographer and has shot portraits of the royal family, the prime, uh, prime minister, Al Pacino, Joan Collins, Sir Roger Moore, and many, many others. Uh, so it's a real submarine, the USS Lionfish. It's located at the Battleship Cove Naval Museum at Fall, in Fall River, Massachusetts, which is a place not too far from where I grew up. Fall River is... I think it's pretty much on the Cape. It may be on the Cape. I can't remember if it's before or after the uh, board bridge heading onto the Did Cape. they get to film on the boat? I think it's not on the Cape. Uh, that's what it seems like it. Yes. It does sound like it. Okay. Then they said they actually used Humphrey Bogart's car in the 1943 house scene. It was provided by an antique auto collector in Boston, Massachusetts. And they filmed in the infamous Lizzie Borden house in Fall River, Massachusetts, uh, for Cap- Commander Sterling's home. Do you guys know who Li- what Lizzie Borden is? She gave her mother 40 wax, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah. So that's a very Massachusetts-y okay. thing, though, because she was from Fall River. So we, we learned about that I don't know much else about it other than that rhyme. I can't remember. what like What's what's the biggest story behind Lizzie Borden? Oh, I know that's something whether, I knew when I was younger. but Yeah, whether whether she killed her parents or not. Um, prob- the answer is probably yes, I would guess. But uh uh, yeah, basically her parents were found. When was murdered. that from? How long ago was that? Uh, I think it was the, I think it was the early 1900s, Lizzie Borden. I'm looking it up right now. Um, yeah, she was then, born in 1860 and passed away in 1927. Hmm. Yeah, so it probably would have been late 1800s when it actually happened. And then, yeah, Subconscious holds the New York City production company record for most pages shot in one working day, 23 and an eighth pages shot in one day of their script. Uh, so that's what I'm saying. Like, someone knew a lot about this movie when they were putting this uh, trivia together. And then, yeah, Mike Buckingham is uh, Simon Pegg's brother. So it says. Really? Don't know if that's true either. And then, um, you know, just to get into a little Phantom Zone. Little My word. Little. I hit the buttons again. Engage the phantom. Phantom's engaged, sir. You pressed the I killed a man button? I killed a man. I, I got to just not even use my keyboard. I was trying to respond to somebody saying something on the stream, and things got out of hand. Luckily, I hit the phantom zone button, though. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting it figured out here. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so this is easy because obviously Tim Abel, as I mentioned, is in some truly great movies, including actually Agent Red was another one he was in, although he was only in that one because he was in the movie that they took scenes from Mm. uh, to make Agent Red. Uh, So he's originally in the Dudikoff film that they took scenes from uh, and put into Agent Red. Um, Yeah, but I mean, I guess the the more interesting thing uh, is the fact that this actually the executive producer of this was Ed Harris? Did, did did we note that at the top that Harris produced this one? No, I think we missed that. No, we did not actually. Kind of surprising. Yeah, because I don't know if you because one of the things you might ask yourself when you uh, watch this movie would be why is this called subconscious? 
So guys, do you know like why why would this be called subconscious? See, I wondered that after I watched it. Maybe. Well, the real answer is because it was based on Ed Harris's dream. Uh, it's actually his, not only his dreams that he has at night, but his dream board that he makes for all his wishes that he wants to come true. And one of them was to make a submarine movie about his dreams. Uh, and his dream was that he would get onto a submarine and then realize his entire purpose of his life was to be on that submarine and sacrifice his life for his country but also he would invent the iPad. So they took that and they were like, oh man, we have to make a movie about this. How do we have the inventor of the iPad also save the world by being on a submarine? And this is what they came up with. And he watched the movie and he said, this is brilliant. It's exactly what I want. I will, uh, we will release this to every movie theater in the world. And they did. And it made $250 million opening weekend. Wow. It's a story of this movie. I mean, it's kind of interesting that it ended up being uh, semi forgotten. I'm not sure people remember that. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, that's the they, thing. is this one they're going to release on 4K here shortly? Um, yes, I believe they're going to release it on 4K and 5K. Ooh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Then you guys want to do a little trivia? I did. That's what I was. I was. I was doing. A Let's quick do it, man. Google. Let's do I'm it. I'm always down for trivia. Now, I, well, I wanted to find this one because using that off of that thing, subconscious. I wanted to find one that was really hard. There were some other ones where I was like, "Oh, that's easy. That's easy." I think I found maybe. The single hardest Jeopardy category I've ever seen. So you guys ready to get totally owned by this Jeopardy category? Bring it on. He wants to go first. Trebek. Uh, I'll go. You want it, little elf man? I want. I gave the lowest score. You typically make them go first. All right. So 400, 800, 1200, 1600, and 2000. So what score do you want to choose and get wrong? 400. All right, 400. He studied physics at the University of Munich with Professor Von Jolly and got his doctoral degree in 1879, the year of Einstein's birth. This is actually, this is gettable. I don't know. So it's called Bolton. Max Factor. By the way, this is called Max Factor. I got I to gotta be clear about that. Max Factor is the category name. Oh, oh dude. Max von Sydow. <laughs> so he studied physics at the University of Max. Munich with Professor Von Jolly and got his doctoral degree in 1879, the year of Einstein's birth. Max. This is gettable if you were like a science, like a science person. So Ooh. if we had Alex on here, he would have, he would probably get it. We have on the stream, we do have a submission. So if Brom, you don't get this, we'll uh, we'll use theirs and see if it works. So scientist named Max. I don't know. You're gonna run out of time. All right. What do you got, Kyle? What's the stream say? From Embers of Stern, who is Max Planck? Correct. Wow. Okay, so we're, wow. we're losing. Guys, we're losing. Nailed we're losing. it. There you go. All right. Who, who took Kyle? Right, what, what number are you on? 800, 1200, The stream is winning. Uh, just move me move me up one. Let's go up one. All right. Maxwell Perkins persuaded Scribner's to publish his first novel, This Side of Paradise. Maxwell Perkins persuaded Scribner's to publish his first novel, This Side of Paradise. So it's, it's the writer this of This Side of Paradise. Side of Paradise? This is also gettable, I think, but it's it's still a hard hard question. This side of paradise. Mm-hmm. This side. Am of I paradise. trying to find out the word "this"? What that is? No, no, no. So it's Maxwell Perkins is a publisher or someone. He persuaded Scribner's to publish his first novel, oh. "This Side of Paradise." So it's the you were trying to name uh, the writer of "This Side of Paradise." It's not another Max though, because Ryan, it's not no, another Max. This is not a Max. This will not be a Max. Oh, Eddie Money. Eddie, Eddie money. 
Eddie Money. That is incorrect. Does the stream have anything? Oh, let me see. Let me see. I've got this side of paradise. The paradise. Pack your Let's bags. See. We'll Anyone on the, the stream? Anybody got a guess? This side of paradise <laughs> author. Well, they've had plenty of no, time to Google like it, it by now. Yeah. No idea, it says. So, so it is Fitzgerald. F. Scott Fitzgerald. F. Scott oh, Fitzgerald. Of paradise. Jeez. So I would have gotten these first, too. I'm, I'm like just like a, I'm not a, brain, a brainiac. All right. Okay. So, Brom, what do you want? 1,200, 1,600, 2,000. 12, Max Ernst was a founding member of this art movement in which the images grew out of the subconscious. Oh, uh, surrealism. Yeah, surrealism. Very <laughs> nice. The subconscious one you get. Oh, I wouldn't have got that. Let's do it. There you go. All right, Kyle. 1,600, you, you asked an artist an art question. Yeah, come on, dude. All right, give me sixteen hundred. See, it's gonna be. This is actually not possible because it says here he's the Jacobin Jacobin. Is that how you pronounce it? Leader seen here, and it's an image. So dang it, you can't show me yeah, the image, and then I can't show you the image because it's not found when I click it. Oh, all right. Well, then give me the other one. <laughs> yeah. So the other one. <laughs> Why is it not for that one up? Come on. Yeah, so that would be Max. I didn't realize it. Uh, so it's Max Robespierre. I actually would have shared my screen to you. Uh, oh. if, if it worked, but it didn't. So it's Ma- Max Robespierre. Uh, then 2000, this Russian's novel, Mother, was dramatized by Bertolt Brecht. <gasps> this Russian's novel, Mother, novel. was Dude, dramatized by I watched Bertolt this movie on the plane. Black. It stars Ed Harris. Um, Mother. I think you may we've have always, We've thing, talked about doing okay. a countdown of my top five movies that would be really weird to watch on a plane, and this was supposed to be on the list. I'm not sure we're thinking of the the right mother. one. Mother. Yeah, but this Max. Russian novel, Mother, was dramatized by Bertolt Brecht. Bertolt Brecht. This Russians. I'm going to say that I don't know. You do not know. It starts true. with a Max. Let's it see. Is. Anybody? Oh, hold on. Um, Mr. Richmond from Brandbeard Gaming says Max mm-hmm. Jesus. So Max Jesus is very close. It is Maxim Gorky, and everyone knows in Russian, Gorky means Jesus. Wow. Classic. There we go. Hmm. Is that it? it? You're done? You're just win. punishing us? Yeah, yeah you, you did win, win, I guess. Back nice. surrealism. Let's go. I was going to say Rorschach because I'm an idiot, but it's what it is. That's all I got. I'm done. So uh, see you guys. Wow. All right. Guess what, guys? It's time. It's it's sub sub world world wide wide wide. All right, so what are you doing? Are you hiding? What are you doing down there? Um, it's my I favorite segment. I disappear every time. Yeah, I know. No kidding. So we watched a spooky submarine movie. So I figured I'd try to find a spooky submarine, and I'm really waiting for the Foxtrot in L.A. to become haunted. But something with all those raccoons living on that, I'm hoping that eventually it's haunted by raccoons. So give it some time. Eventually it'll happen. Uh, and there are, spoiler, there are not a whole lot of raccoons. haunted submarine things you can find online. But I did find something that was worth noting. As many of my things, I get most of this information from Wikipedia. If you'd like to find more on that. On what Wikipedia is, 
Go Google to Wikipedia. It. Yeah, go to Wikipedia. <laughs> They'll let you know what it is. Uh, so I found the submarine, the SMUB-65. It is a type, a German Type 3, commissioned on August 18th. 1917 it has a length of 182 feet two inches a beam of 18 feet 11 inches it is a diesel electric submarine with two six-cylinder engines generating 1050 horsepower and two electric motors generating 780 ship horsepower that's a lot of horses now it is a lot of horses and with that many horses you can only cruise along at the surface at 13.3 knots or eight knots while submerged with Probably a range because of all the ropes attached to the horses. They're very heavy. I know. Yeah. They're dragging through the water. Such a pain mm-hmm. has a range of 8,420 nautical miles. I wonder if they built that on purpose to add that 420 in there has a test depth of 160 feet. It held 34 people for weapons. It has five torpedo tubes. It held 10 torpedoes and hit an 8.8 centimeter deck gun. Wait, I'm now, confused though. Hold on. So you said how many people? 34? 34. And it held 10 torpedoes? Yeah. So it has to, each torpedo has to crush three to four people? Seems like a lot of people yeah, Actually, crush. yeah. Well, you'll see something here about people getting crushed here very soon. Um, during this patrol, the submarine sank six merchant ships, damaged another six, and is credited with sinking the British escort and Chusa class Arbatus. However you say that. Uh, Now, the wreck for this submarine was discovered in 2004 right off the coast of the UK. I mean, we're talking three and a half miles off the coast. It's kind of cool on Wikipedia. It gives you the coordinates. And so you can go on Google Maps, find it. And then I measured to how close it was to the coast. And it's near a town called Polzeeth. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that like a Midwesterner would uh, incorrectly. Um, And there are several things here on the submarine that might make it haunted, but I'm going to let you decide what you think. So early in the career of the light of the U-boat, second Lieutenant Richter was killed when a torpedo exploded. Ah, exploded. During construction of the boat, three people died from asphyxiation from diesel fumes in the engine room. Two more people were crushed to death by a falling girder during construction. Girder. I know, not the torpedo you were hoping for, Jamie. Uh, While construction... uh, uh, Yeah, can't talk. While conducting sea trials, a crew member who was inspecting hatches on top of the boat was swept overboard, never seen again. During a test dive, uh, one of the ballast tanks fractured and caused the sub to sink to the bottom of the ocean floor, uh, which is very dangerous for a lot of these old boats, especially because you can't renew the oxygen in there. After 12 hours, they did get it surfaced. Nobody wanted to go on this boat because... They're like, this boat's haunted. It's even been rumored that Germany brought in a priest to exercise the boat. Wow. And according to uh, a book called Tales of Real Haunting by Tony Allen, he says that one of his sources says an American sailor saw someone standing on the deck right before it went down, rumored to be Richter, 
the second lieutenant who was killed by exploding torpedo. Now, there's some stuff here with this sub that might make you think, hmm, what could have happened? So Germany originally has it in their records that the sub was lost to a premature explosion with a torpedo inside one of the tubes. And a U.S. submarine has said that it was driving around this area and it saw the submarine sitting on the surface just like a sitting duck, wasn't moving, couldn't do anything. So they thought, well, we're going to line up, take the shot, sink this thing. And when they went to do it, all of a sudden the submarine exploded Hmm. and then just sunk into the ocean. Now, when the wreck was discovered, there were no signs of a weapon hitting the boat at all. So... Or an explosion. People think that, well, I'll get into that in a little bit. And also hatches were open on the submarine, uh, so people may have tried to escape from whatever happened inside. Now, what happens? Eh, we'll see here. So, what is I even trying to say? Losing it here. You're like reading. You're like reading. You're like, and then, and then what? So, anyways, blah blah blah. You're like me making up a Ned Harris story right now. Yeah, I know. And also, Ed Harris, like, you bit somebody. I don't even know. Yeah. So, what people believe is that potentially internal systems of the submarine were rocked by a depth charge, the shockwave of it, and damaged them. And so they couldn't get out if it wasn't a ghost. And there are some researchers uh, that came by later. I note them as non-believers. Uh, said that the haunting was actually created by Hector Charles Bywater, uh, a journalist who could have fabricated references and source material. I think he's known for maybe some fantastical stories. Some shenanigans? So. Yeah, uh, basically people said they couldn't find any record of a quote-unquote haunting-type situation until his article started to come out. So not really sure that it is true. But I'll let you to be the one to decide. You can go on and do some really deep dives on this mm-hmm. one. I've decided it's not real. None of it at all? Mm-mm. I don't even think I just made it I think that I think Jamie, the journalist made it up. Do you believe in ghosts at all? Nope. But I do believe that that journalist had a dog named Richter, and that's the strongest evidence. Oh, I'm like joking. That. I don't even know if that's true. Probably not, because that would probably be. Well, a we pretty, could look it up. Yeah, we could look it up. So Wikipedia is for right. Yeah, and if it's not there, you can put it in. You're good. <laughs> so I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brahm, Brahmatron. Let's go. Two thousand. Brahmatron two thousand. Two three, ready to fire, sir. Commence the countdown. Give it to me. All right. So we got a countdown tonight. Uh, you had a you had a very good. Um, Subs worldwide there, Kyle. That was honestly one of the more um, interesting ones I've heard. 
Uh, I, I'm usually wow, here to, to save the day with uh, the countdowns um, in case you are. in case anybody is starting to fall asleep on some of those. But that's actually very interesting. I, I'm in Jamie's camp, though. I don't believe in the paranormal. Um, but that said, uh, we did watch a submarine horror film tonight, which to this point, as we alluded to, have been ill-fated every time we've had a paranormal submarine film. Um, it's just... Um, Turned out, unfortunately, I guess we could say, and uh, I don't think it's—I don't think it's a bad idea. I think we're going to eventually have someday a fantastic paranormal submarine horror film because um, it can't be any worse than these top five worst concepts for horror movies. These are real. I like this. These are real films that were made. Uh, I imagine. Jamie has probably watched a few of these because these are some real stinkers. I hope so. so I'm counting down five. Uh, I pulled from uh, some of the research from WatchMojo.com. They did a top five ill-fated uh, horror movies list uh, with just ridiculous uh, plot concepts. And I pulled my five favorites here. Number five, we are in the, the spirit of the holidays here. This is a holiday-themed one with Jack Frost from 1997. Right. The uh, brief synopsis to this, yes, is a serial killer being commuted between prisons, prisons, pardon me, finds his transport crashing into a genetics truck in the middle of winter. The mixture of the deranged lunatic with the genetic material and the fresh snow results in a maniacal snowman. Yeah, I remember gonna, seeing previews for that when yeah, I was younger. It's got, a, it's got a famous scene, which I will not describe, but it's got a very famous scene. Is it worth watching, Jamie? Uh, yeah, well, so the scene <laughs> involves uh, the the snowman and his nose, a carrot nose, being used in oh, some kind of sexual manner. my word. Yeah, so. Wait, is this, the, is this with Michael Keaton? No, this is a different one. Okay. Well, so there is, yeah, okay. <laughs> that actually gets so mentioned in watch mode. Name yeah. the same one. Yeah. Uh, number four is Grabbers from 2012. Sea hmm. uh, Aliens. It actually looks like pretty good production quality. Uh, I think it's actually a halfway decent movie. Sea uh, Aliens emerge from the depths and terrorize an Irish island. The only way to ward off the octopus like aliens is to dramatically increase your blood alcohol levels. You can imagine <laughs> what ensues. What? It sounds like my kind of movie. Yes. Bunch of Irish folk uh, getting a little tipsy. I've never seen that one. Grabbers? Grabbers. Number three, I'm going to say this is a definite, definite watch of Jamie's. I'm, I'm sure he's seen this. It is from 1986, Maximum Overdrive. Oh, yes, yes. Stephen King's. This Maximum is a Overdrive. Stephen King film where a comet passes Earth. To, let, let, make sure I, I translated this correctly. A comet passes Earth and scrambles the circuitry of all semi-trucks. Semi-trucks. No, no, all, all machines on Earth. Okay. Including like lawnmowers and anything uh, okay. with a Okay, it seemed like the uh, the 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 predominant uh, antagonist though ended up being yes. a lot of the semi trucks. As the yes. trucks begin begin, ah, my goodness, my words are not with me. I guess I had too much wine. The trucks begin <laughs> autonomously hunting down and eliminating all humans. 
Yes. And the main, the main truck that becomes the antagonist is a toy truck with a large green, like green goblin face yeah. on the front of it. And no it's the silliest way. thing. Yeah. It stars Emilio Estevez. It's mm-hmm. a pretty silly movie. Well, the weirdest thing is at the time that we watched that for a bad movie, they also had a Canadian TV movie that they had made a adaption of called, just called Trucks, uh, which I think was the name oh of gosh. the original Stephen King short, short story. And, uh, it's almost, it's, it's somehow like better than the actual like Hollywood movie. Hmm. Really? I'll have yeah. to check I mean, it out. It's not good. It actually looked, it's not good. It looked entertaining from a bad movie standpoint. Yeah, Maxim Overdrive is definitely an entertaining movie in that regard. Uh, number two is The Ginger Dead Man from 2006. Sure. Another festive film here. When the ashes of a death row inmate are mixed with the festive dough at a bakery, Gary Busey emerges from the oven as the psychopathic <laughs> Ginger Dead Man. No, you got Gary Busey doing this? Yes. Oh, yeah. Watch a trailer oh. for this, Kyle. You'll be all in on it. Uh, I, mul- already, I don't even in. need the trailer. I'm all in on this right now. Looks like you claymation. Got me, you got me with grabbers and then this one. Like I can't wait to hear what number one is. Number one. And this this actually lines up with Watch Mojo's number one as well because it was just so preposterous. Is Deathbed. From 1977, a bed is conjured by a demon looking to ravage an attractive young woman. The woman is accidentally killed during coitus, and the demon cries tears of blood on the bed. The combination of the blood and the bed is a demon bed that goes on a killing rampage. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of like it's similar to actually another Stephen King movie called The Mangler, where I think it's a printing press or a laundry press becomes... Uh, possessed by a demon and goes on a rampage through a town. They actually they made several movies about. It. I mean, at least that's what the original book was. I actually haven't seen the movie. I feel um, like I feel like there's a lot of really. I, weird I did have a nominee. I did have a nomination. Go for, for it. This. And it's not it's not a craziest concept, but it's so contrived that I've been really. We haven't watched it yet for BMT, but I've really been. I have my eye on it. It's called Stay Alive. Have you guys have you ever seen it? Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Okay, so it's yeah, so it's a 2006 horror film, Stay Alive. I th- if you like as big gamers, you might have uh, picked this one up at some point. Uh, it's actually a major film as well. F- Frankie Muniz is in it. Samari Armstrong, uh, Adam Goldberg, John Foster. Uh, so it is. Uh, teenagers decide to pass idle time by playing an online game that has a horror theme, but the action taking place on their computer screens become a terrifying reality when they realize that each time a character dies during the game. The figure's human overseer dies as well. Ooh. Oh, so, yeah. Basically, it's uh, almost like the, you know, make the call or the um, the ring, but with like a, a video game. A video game. Theme. If you're if you're bad, though, right? If you're good at the game, hey. Yeah, you'd be, you'd be having a ball. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, I'm never going to die. I'll live forever. It kind of yeah. also sounds like that movie uh, Gamer. Remember that? Yeah. Is that the one with um, Gerard Butler? Yeah. Yeah, that's what Michael I, C. Hall. He has this like wild southern accent. Like I love Michael C. Hall, but I was like, this is the strangest character I've ever seen him do. He does a lot of different well, accents. I, yeah. For actual BMT movies that we've watched, I can't remember too many that are, are ridiculous other than something like Fear.com. If you guys ever seen Fear.com, which is an, a crazy movie. I've but heard it's of one it where, I haven't seen it. It's one where they they pro- Propose the idea that if someone, a serial killer, was threatening to uh, kill people live streaming on the internet, that somehow like 23 million people would want to watch that. 
And you just see a ticker keep on going up, 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 keep on showing how like 28 million people are viewing. It's like the same amount as the Super Bowl, somehow interested in seeing someone murdered live on a stream, hmm. which is not, it's not true. It'd be not that much. No. Well, isn't that something like that in Black Mirror though, right? Kind of. Yeah, talking about maybe hated in the nation. You've never seen Black Mirror, Jamie? You should watch no. it. Yeah, you should watch it. It's Are you good. talking about Hated in the Nation with the uh, the bees? Yeah, I think so. Is that that's like episode one, right? No. Wait, are we talking about Wicker Man with the bees? The no. bees, the bees. <laughs> I think Kyle's talking about. Th- there's a episode of Black Mirror where um, all the bees have gone extinct or are going extinct, mm. so we proactively start making like digital bees um, that that harvest and pollinate uh, plants. And they end up getting hacked by a, a hacker, and I don't want to spoil any more than that. But mm-hmm. it ends up becoming this whole uh, social media experiment. Experiment. Brom, weren't you in a movie yeah. about bees? I was. Yeah, Bee Dead. <laughs> I, I almost dead. thought about throwing it on my top five list of uh, oh, come on, <laughs> worst man. concepts for horror movies because it kind of jives. It was about uh, a beehive that got uh, infected with a disease that caused uh, that created a zombie outbreak. So anyone that got stung Amazing. by the bee, the bees would uh, turn into zombies. But I mean, was it also now, like, the same? There's just same so many zombies. The one movies. where you know uh, Mark Wahlberg's a scientist and, and plants are killing everyone. No, it's not. That's also that? a bad, con- bad concept. What movie is that? That's the happening. Yeah. The that's what I yeah, that's what I thought. But that is it. Do you copy that my... movie anywhere we can watch, man? The Happening? Be well, Dead. Be, be Dead. Oh, Be Dead? Be I don't... Dead. Not, not... My, my DVD copy is, it, is it corrupt or something. It is not. I'll, I'll see if I can track it down. It'd be a, it'd be a fun watch. Sure. It'd be a fun watch. I had a pretty funny character. I got, I got some laughs in the theater. It was, it was the I was way out. Yeah, we it got it got aired in uh, the theaters, but uh, at in Bowling Green. But uh, <laughs> I, I was so miscast for the role I was I was to play. I had to play like a douchey frat boy, and <laughs> I'm, I can maybe lock down the douchey part, but the frat boy is way outside of my range. That's hilarious. It was scripted. I was supposed to um, um, walk off with my girl, um, who I obviously treat like shit throughout the whole movie and i'm hmm. uh flexing all o- all over the other guys that i've landed this babe and I'm, i was supposed to walk away with her and wrap my arm around her and and drag my arm down her backside and they zoom in on her ass and i'm supposed to put my hand in her uh um back pocket <laughs> and that is harder than you think try it with your your spouses sometime uh, it, okay. it takes uh, it takes a little bit of work, and we we could not get we could not get it, especially when you're walking, because it was supposed to be as we're walking away, I'm supposed to slide my hand down her backside and stick it in the jeans. It's it's tough, especially if they're if they're uh, if they got junk in the trunk and it's a tight fit. <laughs> it, it doesn't can it doesn't we, just can, slide. Can this in there. be season two? <laughs> Ass movies where we just do it's a it's called be be dead minute where we analyze every minute of be dead. I'd be, yeah, I'd do that. We have quite the audience. Actually, probably a bigger <laughs> audience than what we currently have for Submersion. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Anyways, we got anything else? No, I think we just have that last quote, right? Don't you want uh, yeah, to? We do have quote. a last really good quote uh, that kind of sums up. Our experiences. What maybe a lot of you are feeling. 
I am really learning to hate submarines. Thank you for listening to Submersion. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating wherever you listen. Want to interact with us? Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We also love to get messages from all of you. If you have a suggestion, a comment, or just anything you'd like to share, please email us at maceaststudios at gmail.com.